0: The following is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. Loretta decided to take the day off for the holiday week. And until then, we're encoring a show she did back in November with the psychic lawyer, Mark Anthony, and the afterlife frequency.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Good morning, Benny. Good morning. Hi
0: there. Oh you know what? I apologize. Let me turn on the old camera there. There we go. Oh, Hello. Hey, there he is. Yeah, Mark. He hey, is. Mark that's our guest for today. Woohoo, yeah. Saying hi to Mark also. We'll introduce
1: <laughs> him in a moment. Love your jacket there, Benny. What's going on? Thanks. Oh,
0: nothing nothing crazy. Just trying to feel a little cozier here in the studio for today's show, you know. Got my little, you know, fleece on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, For those tuning in, we are airing out of the greater Seattle area, and it's er earlier in the morning here. Uh, But don't we change our clocks? I think we move our clocks this This weekend. weekend. Yes. Yep. Fall back. Fall back, which means you get an extra hour. Someone... I know. Oh, can't wait.
0: Oh, it's going to be amazing. I
1: mean, I... <laughs> that's
0: going to be amazing.
1: And then we all go through jet lag for a couple of weeks totally. until we yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I had to say that I had somebody ask me yesterday. They go, "Loretta, what is it? Do we gain or lose an hour?" I said, "I don't know." I don't find it that
0: hard to figure out. I mean, spring yeah. forward, fall back. That is pretty much the, the the adage. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. Spring forward, fall back. It's sort of like when I'm trying to, you know, use a screwdriver. It's righty tidy, lefty loosey, ah, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> or
0: hey, Benny, come over and fix this.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: it happens. It happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway um i hope everyone's having a good morning and um uh, one, one of my listener clients one day told me she goes why are, you're so energetic in the morning loretta and i go for the radio show
0: <laughs> yeah after this you take like a three-hour nap
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take three-hour nap and go for a walk yeah, right? right Yeah. Exactly. anyway anyway everybody welcome to november and like i said this is the original loretta brown show and believe it or not I'm the original Loretta Brown. There's other ones out there, but hey, there's just one of me, just like there's just one of you. And aren't we grateful for that <laughs> in so many different ways? Um, I run Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 26 to 27 years. I do have a Reiki 2 class coming up on Saturday, November 13th. You can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. And I am a listener-supported show. Thank you to my listeners. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show if you want to become part of that inner community. And always, always gratitude because when you support people who are out there, you are also out there because we are connected through our hearts, I hope, and also through our collective consciousness. So blessings, always blessings and goodness to all of you. I want to do a very quick astrology check-in before I bring on my guest, because today is November 4th and we have a great, big, huge um, Scorpio super new moon today. I did say that a Scorpio super new, a super moon, a super new moon, right? Which means you can't see it. It's like the veil, like the, Veil of mystery. What will go on? And of course, it makes you be very introspective. So November is the start of eclipse season, which means it's likely to be a powerful turning point month for many of us. Eclipses represent quantum leaps into higher states of consciousness, and they tend to bring fated events that are geared to speed up our spiritual evolution. They're like an entry point into a new world or a new state of being. And this month we have a partial full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Taurus on November 19th, followed by a total solar eclipse in early December. Lunar eclipse eclipses totally bring, uh, typically bring about endings and are points of closure and solar eclipses bring beginnings. So as we have uh, the lunar eclipse in November, as we're heading toward it, we may find ourselves wrapping up loose ends or releasing things from our lives that no longer serve us throughout the entire month. We may even find the month brings an ending of some kind to a habit, a relationship or a way of being that, like I said, just as doesn't fit into who we are becoming because we are always in a point of growth. Eclipse also tend to boost our intuitive abilities and increase our sensitivity to our emotions and the world around us. And they thin the veil. And then, like I said, today, we have a Scorpio super new moon, which brings mixed energies. It's likely to to be a time of reflection and retreat. Many of my clients have been sharing with me that they've been feeling a bit overwhelmed and they're kind of like wanting to push people back a little bit. And, you know, we always breathe in and we breathe out. And if this is a time of introspection, if this is a time for you to be with yourself and go deep inside, then do make the time for yourself. It's very, very important. And then tomorrow, good things for romance, Venus enters Capricorn, and it's going to be there for an unusually long period of time. And any time a planet stays in a position for a long period of time, it is putting like an exclamation mark on it, and it's saying, hey, hello there, pay attention, there's something going on. So as Venus is in Capricorn, it's going to shine a light on issues around relationships, finances, and matters of the heart. On a global level, this can stir issues around government, established systems, and female health. So Capricorn energy is about taking responsibility for what we're creating. And it wants us to take a look at it. Venus, the heart says, you know, are you creating what you really want? Because guess what? (laughs) You are the one you've been looking for. Sorry about that. And you are the captain of your own ship. Your future self cannot change your now, but your now can certainly change your future. So I'm always that girl that's like, come on. Let's try to do this. Come on. And speaking about doing that, um, I am so excited to have my guest today who I'm having strange uh, connected deja vu things with and heart connection, deep heart connection um, with a, a new 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 soul brother for me, at least to my awareness. My guest today is the renowned psychic medium and successful trial lawyer, Mark Anthony JD. For thousands of years, people have reported accounts of near-death experiences shared death experiences deathbed visions and contact with the spirits of their deceased loved ones directly or through a medium in his new book the afterlife frequency the scientific proof of spiritual contact and how that awareness will change your life Mark Anthony takes interdimensional communication out of the shadows of superstition and into the light of 21st century science. Mark is known as the psychic lawyer and the psychic explorer, explorer, <laughs> lawyer, explorer, explorer, and I can't say that apparently, and has appeared nationwide on numerous TV and radio shows to include the CBS hit show, The Doctors where he conducted a reading which cracked a cold case murder. And Gaia TV's Beyond Belief with George Norrie. And now guess what? He's right here on the original Loretta Brown Show with us. Welcome to the show, Mark. It's great to have you.
2: Thank you, Loretta. It's an honor to be here. Um, I've just been so looking forward to this interview.
1: Thank you. Me too. I have 50,000 questions. And I want to say this also to the listening audience. At some point, probably in the second half of the show, We are gonna open the lines for callers. I will give you the number now. If you want to call, you will wait a while, but um, just sending that out because sometimes there's a mad scramble at the end. So if you do wanna call in with a question, um, you can call the radio station right now, 1-888-298-5569 or 425-373-5527. So, Mark, where do I begin? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank wow. you. Uh, thank you. That's um, um I appreciate you having my book there.
1: I do. I, I stayed up and read every morsel of it like with a flashlight under the sheets, right? You know, I had to I had to eat it, right? You know, that's how it is. Um, I want to ask you a few questions about yourself and then really delve in. When did you first know you were psychic or could see dead people
2: i was three and a half years old and i started talking to my invisible friends except for the fact that mom and dad could see them too because both of my parents had these abilities as well and it runs in the family for generations and you know when people think okay a psychic family Uh, We were not walking around wearing turbans, you know, throwing Ouija boards to people. My dad was a Navy SEAL who became a NASA engineer. My mom was a commercial illustrator and fashion designer. And I have an older brother and older sister. So for all intensive purposes, we were the all-American family next door, sort of. (laughs) And um, it was the type of thing that, um, and my dad, His sister, Marjorie, his mother, Isabel, and his maternal grandmother, Grace, had mediumistic abilities. He had other sisters, but they didn't have it. And then my mother, and there's other people in her family, but in particular, uh, her grandmother, her maternal grandmother, Giovanna. um, And Giovanna um, was was very well known in the New York, uh, uh, Little Italy, and North New Jersey Italian community as the woman who knows things. And people used to come to her from all walks of life, even uh, officials in the Catholic Church would come to consult with Giovanna for her insights. And in fact, uh, Loretta, in 2016, PBS did a special called The Italian Americans. It was a two-night, you know, four-hour altogether special that did an entire segment on Giovanna. And actually referenced her, her psychic wow. abilities. Yeah, it was, it was really neat when it was on because wow. I remember like, you know, every commercial break, you know, one of my cousins would be on the phone and you know, we're, we're all talking, like, oh my gosh, there she is, you know. Um, and so so this has been part of my DNA literally from, from day one.
3: I
1: am um, you know, I like I said, I did read your book and I and I checked you out, you know, you're all over the place, which is so fun. Uh, But I just want to contrast that I I don't want this to be about me, but I was thinking when I was reading that like wow what a what a gift that was I was born into a family that are are non admitting psychics. We don't talk about our imaginary friends, Loretta. And I also, right? I just don't do that. Well, it scares
2: people. That's why. Yeah. It's why. And, and, you know, religious people like to yank quotes out of the Bible saying, oh, the, you know, this and that. Although if they would actually read the entire uh, document, they would find there's plenty of passages which are supportive uh, of spirit communication. So I understand what you're saying. Because a lot of my colleagues say what, what you just said is, you know, when your ability started surfacing, this was not something we talked about. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, 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 I feel for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, interrupt anytime. It's a conversation. Uh, I was just going to share that around the age of probably three or four, and I'm bringing that up for the listeners in case they've got, you know, children or they had the experience. Um, I was visiting my grandmother and I remember at the dinner table, I asked why the woman in the back room didn't have a place at the table. And they were both my grandma and mother looked at me and they said what? And I said the woman in the back room in the rocking chair, and it apparently later on realized it was my great grandmother. But they literally got up and went and checked, and I saw her, but they didn't. And so it was a very strange experience for me as a little girl. So yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, that's cool. I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do too. So you you, <laughs> you grew up in a in a in a family of of um, normal. Woo-woo people, normal, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that led you to a career as a lawyer. Of course it did. Can you please explain how that happened? <laughs> you know, initially
2: I was, I felt very drawn to the clergy. Um, not an unusual thing for a medium because we're drawn to the spiritual, but all I saw with that was, no, 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 you can't do this. You can't say this. You can't think that. And to me, a see, the problem is that so many people confuse God with religion. Religions are created by human beings. Scriptures are created by human beings as a filter to interface with the infinite energy and knowledge and love that is God. And I felt that it was too constricting, too refining, um, and so I went to law school instead. Now, uh, the, the, the thing there is it's kind of like jumping out of the frying pan right into the you know regulatory <laughs> fire, if you will, because, I mean, the legal system is the very epitome of rules and regulations. But what, it, what drew me to that is I've always enjoyed public speaking. I like research. I like the intellectual aspects of it. What I enjoy about law is it gets you involved in every type of discipline. You know, throughout my legal career, I've had to work with physicists, forensics, medical doctors, uh, ballistics, um, psychologists. I mean, you name it, I've had to, to deal with it. And I always enjoy that aspect of it. And, of course, you know, helping people, um, you know, as a medium, I help people cope with the loss of their loved ones by facilitating communication between the people here and their loved ones who have transitioned and as a lawyer you help people through terrible things in their lives yeah. you know losing a loved one uh getting arrested being in an accident uh financial losses all all sorts of problems and so so there was that aspect to it so that's in part why i i gravitated toward law yes
1: yeah, so i i I'm, I'm following that so did being a psychic medium, or does being a psychic medium help you with your law practice, or does it get in the way? Well, um, <laughs> yeah.
2: for the record, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the record, and, and thank, uh, you know, thank you for I, your I'm deep not, voice. I'm not yeah, practicing law now, although I appear on many radio and TV shows as a legal analyst in, in high-profile cases, and uh, you know, the media contacts me whenever there's. Um, And for many reasons, but oftentimes when the legal system and the paranormal collide and that happens more than you might think people claiming, oh, you know, I'm possessed by a devil. That's why I committed murder or, hey, I think my house is haunted and I want to rescind the contract for buying it. I've done a lot of that. And then there's there's several other uh, facets to this as well. So um, But being a psychic medium is part of my skill set, and you know people have a misnomer about what it means to be psychic. You know, people are like, "Oh, well, you should have known that." It's like, yes, but I'm not all knowing and all seeing. God is. I'm not. And what being a psychic medium does is it gives us insights and a heightened awareness to sensitivity and energy. Um, For for example, um. I was trying a case one time and my client was not the most savory person all right i mean he wasn't a bad guy but and with all due respect to my client i mean he looked like a garden gnome okay i mean he was just a <laughs> funky looking guy and he had this wheeze when he was like uh, uh, you know when he breathed, you know and and so i mean it was like having you know sneezy the dwarf sitting next to me in in, in court and and he was charged with drunk driving and he was like well, i wasn't you know and he was taking all these medications for asthma and everything else and he had these perpetually blood shot eyes and the police officer okay who arrested him looked like tom cruise from top gun i mean this guy could not have been better looking you know comes in with the mirrored glasses the starch uniform the big shiny badge and that day we just happen to have a jury of all women all right so there's six women and one alternate and they're all looking at tom cruise like ah And my client like, you know, and and so, so things are not going well. He's on the witness stand. I pulled over said suspect traveling, you know, you know, excessive rate of speed and blah, 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 blah. you know, he's going through all this. And, and uh, he was making a big deal about the fact that my client had bloodshot eyes. But he never mentioned that my client had an odor of alcohol on his breath. So I got up to do cross-examination, and all of a sudden, you know, I figured, well, let me talk about the, the bloodshot eyes. And, and I felt that all of a sudden I got this sense, this is where I have to go. So I said, well, people have bloodshot eyes for a number of reasons. Isn't that possible, officer? Well, yes, it can be. Maybe from pool chlorine if they were swimming, I suppose so maybe if they have a lot of allergies, possibly. And then the impulse came, ask him this, what about if somebody's crying? And, and and there was this awkward pause. And he said, I've never seen anyone have bloodshot eyes from crying. And I said, are you married? And he goes, I never made her cry like that. Um, and all of a sudden, I mean, it was like, whoever whatever spirit was sending that to me and his outburst and all of a sudden every woman on the jury he went from Tom Cruise to Count Dracula and they all like gave him this nasty look they came back with a not guilty in under five minutes I have (sighs) never had a jury verdict come back that quick I mean it normally takes them 20 30 minutes just to pick the four person for the jury but but the thing is it was one of those those psychic flashes that this is where to go because you know all that glitters is not gold and that's what happened there now i've got other examples but but i haven't used that one in a while um, because I, I thought that that would be very pertinent. And I remember my <laughs> client go, thank you, dude. You know, and the poor guy, I mean, I just felt so bad for him because he had all these physical problems. And it also is an important lesson for all of us. You know, when, when you're anywhere, let's say in a grocery store or on the street, and if you see an elderly person, acknowledge them. Good morning. That's all you have to say, you know, because... Handsome people like this cop, they get all the accolades because, you know, he, you know, he's physically good looking and all that, but he really wasn't a very nice guy. And I'm not, not, you know, because a lot of, a lot, I I have, I have a lot of friends that are police officers and and I have no problem, no problem with them. But, but, um, but just because my client did not make an attractive appearance, number one, it did not make him a bad person. Number two, it did not make him a dishonest person, and number three, it did not make him guilty. And I think that is a very wow. important lesson for me, for everyone, to know that it doesn't hurt us just to acknowledge another person. I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, it, let's say you know any of us were walking down the street and you see an attractive twenty-two-year-old that's that smiles at you, and you, you know, that kind of makes your day. Well, what about somebody who's you know, in their eighties or nineties and, and, and people just dismiss them. If you validate that person and all you have to do is say hello or be kind, open a door for them.
1: That makes all
2: the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. I love that story. And, and yeah, it's very much to the point. Um, I want to ask you because the name of your book, The Afterlife Frequency and I want to hit on that for just a, sure. a moment about the frequency, because, you know, you're talking about, OK, you're 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 going through life and then you get this information. And before the show, I was sharing with you and you bring this out in your book, too, that I I quite often feel like spirits are rubbing on me. So could you talk about the frequency, the afterlife frequency?
2: Well, uh, that that's a huge part of the book. but um basically everything has a vibrational frequency on the subatomic level and in the afterlife frequency yes i do go into quantum physics but spoiler alert do not expect a dry technical treatise i suffered through yeah. enough of that in law school and in the practice of law i'm not going to do that i explain things in a way that anyone can understand it and then illustrate it with stories Um, I I don't use the story about the cop that I just told, but I use stories that people can relate to um, on that level. And one of the key concepts in the book is the electromagnetic soul. And this is a term that I developed based on years of research, years of direct observation that we know from faith. Every belief system teaches that the soul the consciousness, the who and what we are, pre-exists the body, comes into the body, and then moves on after the body dies. We know from neuroscience that the brain has an electrical field. Neuroscience is the field that studies uh, the human brain, and neuroscience cannot explain how the brain creates consciousness. It knows that the brain seems to operate on electrical impulses and chemical reactions, but is completely at a loss to discuss or describe consciousness. If you read a neuroscience book, it's maybe it's eight or 900 pages, you're lucky if you hit one or two paragraphs about consciousness. It'll talk about brain functions, blood flow, the axons and the neurons, but it, it cannot explain why. Because the brain doesn't create consciousness. It merely hosts it. So think of your brain like a computer hard drive. Your, comput- your computer hard drive did not create Windows 10 or the upcoming Windows 11 or Apple or whatever programs you're using. It hosts them and so we know from the laws of physics that energy is neither created nor destroyed only transferred from one form to another so the term electromagnetic soul combines faith and science in using 21st century terms to describe what we really are which is pure consciousness that is eternal electromagnetic energy and so that when we die our consciousness, our EMS, our electromagnetic soul doesn't cease to exist. It merely leaves the hard drive and aligns to a higher vibrational frequency. And so that is a very, very, very brief snippet yes. of what my uh, part of what my book is all about.
1: Well, and I love that part of your book too, because like I said at the beginning, you you are bringing something that's rather archaic especially in our language and the way we talk about it into science and um i've got a friend who's a brain scientist who years ago said loretta the brain is wired for this it's wired to be psychic and um pick up those signals and i'm i'm kind of like yeah and it's time for us to really kind of embrace that i think as a
3: yeah
2: and i go into yeah i go into that too in the afterlife frequency Mm -hmm. is the physiology Um, Because while not everyone is a psychic or a medium per se, we all have the same basic physiology. So everyone is capable of having a psychic and a mediumistic experience. And that's uh, what I teach in the book through a four-step technique. I know we have a a break coming up, so I don't want to get into that um, before the break because it it takes a a, a while to to discuss that.
1: Thank you for telepathing with me because I was thinking that just before you said it so you picked up <laughs> on it thank you Woo-hoo. how fun <laughs> so um everybody we are going to take a station break like i said this is loretta brown my guest today the amazing mark anthony jd and he's so much more than that a psychic medium and a psychic explorer uh, yeah anyway uh when we come back we are going to talk about his raft And we're also gonna open the line for callers. So I wanna give you that number before I go for the break. If you wanna call in and ask Mark Antony a question, he is a psychic medium. um, Call 1-888-298-5569 or 425-373-5527. And we're gonna take a station break. We'll be right back.
0: Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your disease, ease visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit healthychildren.org.
0: Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. The following is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. Loretta decided to take the day off for the holiday week. And until then, we're encoring a show she did back in November with the psychic lawyer, Mark Anthony. And the afterlife, Frequency.
1: That's a great song, Betty. (laughs) Thank you so much. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. You can find out more about me, Loretta Brown. At uh, ReikiOasis.com or at the KKNW 1150 archives, and of course we're live on 1150 um, uh, radio, uh, YouTube. Yeah, my guest today, like I said, the amazing, the psychic lawyer, the psychic explorer, uh, explorer, and I think you're a stand-up comedian. Anyway, Mark Anthony (laughs) for the afterlife, the afterlife comedian. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, when you're a lawyer who sees dead people, you better have a sense of humor is all I can say. Um,
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, but I love that so much. They're like, say, Mark, what do you do? Well, I'm a lawyer that sees dead people. Okay, fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that that always gets a reaction. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, The Afterlife uh, Frequency Experience, I was trying to say, excuse me, I'm all befuddled. Um, The Afterlife Frequency, The Scientific Proof of Spiritual Contact and How That Awareness Will Change Your Life by Mark Anthony JD. You need to just get the book now. Just do it now. Just order it from Amazon or wherever it's available. This is a wonderful read. It answers all kinds of questions about the dearly departed um the dead people and also brings out so many wonderful things uh we do have callers that are are waiting but i want to before i do that because i would be doing my guest a disservice if i didn't have him explain a little bit about his raft method
2: yeah yeah the raft technique and and it's an interesting story how he came up with it but since we have callers i'll i'll keep it short but one of the teaching modalities, one of the lessons to be learned from the afterlife frequency is a four-step process, raft. And I teach you how to recognize signs from spirits, accept that as real, feel it without overthinking it, feel it without fear, and then trust the message. And it's the third step where everybody gets hung up. Because as soon as you get to the field part, you start the, well, this is a coincidence. This is my imagination. I'm overthinking this. And you begin to hyperanalyze the way you create a block and you lose the message. And with the trust aspect, you have to realize that messages that are transmitted from the divine, messages that are transmitted from spirits, never involve anger, bigotry, hatred, or violence. They're always about peace, love, healing, resolution, understanding. And that's an important distinction to make because there's too many people running on going, I'm a shaman and uh, I was led to start an insurrection. It's like, no, no, that that is someone's ego doing that. True messages are about love, healing, peace, resolution, um, because that's what spirit communication is all about. Spirits are not here to control us. Uh, They're here to help us to help guide us you know know, what's that old saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink and it's the same thing spirits can point us toward the pond but what we do at that point is our individual free will
1: thank you i i love that clarity and um i think that your raft method is actually going to help me also because um, we all have this like, no, 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 or, you know, and, and we'll, you know. Yeah, that, that's resistance. another
2: chapter, avoiding the no, no, no syndrome, because a lot of times I get this, and this is for the benefit of the callers, too. When I'm doing a reading on somebody and I present evidence, um, avoid going directly to no when I say, does that make sense? Because a lot of times people will shoot it down right away and it takes time after the reading to make sense in fact last night brand new example never used it before because it happened last night doing a reading for this couple over the phone really super great people wonderful people and the message was for um the husband so i'm I'm on the phone i can't see them and um his i think it was his mother in spirit kept saying two snakes two snakes so I'm thinking, okay, maybe they got a story about a snake, or it could be, you know, the um, the medical symbol of, you know, the staff with the two snakes on it. And he said, "I don't know." He goes, "Well, he goes, he goes to me. This sounds like it could be something Native American." And I go, "How so?" He goes, "I'm not sure." Um, he goes, "But I am of Native American descent." All right. So about two hours after the reading, they sent me an email. And they looked up. He is of the Sioux, the SIOUX nation. And the particular branch that he's from is two snakes. And they showed the, the word in Sioux, which meant two snakes, and that's what it meant. And and I love that because I didn't know what that meant. I'm just the conduit for the information. So, you know, I will present this to you. If you don't understand it right away, just jot it down. Don't start shooting it down because it oftentimes takes a while after the reading for it to unfold. So you have the the, the time to to understand it.
1: Yes, thank you. And that was a beautiful segue into taking callers because I, I kind of wanted you to cover that before we got the collars on right it's amazing how these
2: things work out and that's that's uh um and i'm I'm not joking when i say that that's the chapter in the book in the concept called spiritual synchronicity how spirits will help guide us to to understanding and guide us into certain situations so yeah if you want to uh if i'm ready for calls
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have some callers on the line. If you'd like to get into the queue and ask Mark Anthony, Psychic Medium, a question, call one 298 5569 or 425-373-5527. Benny, let's take our first caller.
0: All right, we'll take Eugenia calling in from uh, Kenmore, Washington. Hey, Eugenia.
3: Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm so excited. I'm never even up and on the road this early, so it's meant to be. Woohoo! What a wonderful gift, <laughs> right? Oh, I know. I feel very blessed.
2: So, what what can I help you with, Eugenia?
3: So, Mark, um, I do. I need a very specific question, or can you just well?
2: well because we're doing mini readings here. Is there a particular yeah. question, or is there a particular? Don't give me their name. Just the relationship, person you want me to throw a line at to, and see if we can get that person to step forward.
3: My, well, the question would be about my purpose, and um, I mean, I guess anyone from the other side that wants to come through to give me any messages, I do have uh, relatives over there.
2: Okay, hold on. Is your mom on the other side? Because I got a female energy coming through that feels like she's on the mom level. Does that make sense?
3: She, yep, that does.
2: Okay, hold on. Don't 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 tell me anymore. Um, let me get the information through. All right, now with her. Interesting. Um, I feel like I want to sneeze a lot and I'm getting this mold, mildew, dust sensitivity. This could have been something that, that she was very sensitive to or this could be an issue that you're dealing with as well um, or, or either either or or both. Is there something about mold, mildew, dust sensitivity, breathing issues that could have been focused, um, that could have been with her or could that also be with you?
3: Uh, not, I mean, nothing that's you know, I'm thinking right now. I do work with people that can be sensitive. Um, with... Hold on,
2: stop! Stop right there. <laughs> so okay. You work with okay. people who can be sensitive in what way?
3: Well, like I work with people um, in the organic field, so I have people that sometimes have sensitivities.
2: All right, you know, to mold, and to mildew, mold dust. Okay. That's a yes. yes. Okay. All right. Cause got to get your mom to build a rapport with me here and I'm getting terrible back pain. Was she having a lot of problems in the lumbar region of her spine, which is between the rib cage and the hips and difficulty walking prior to passing? Cause I'm feeling a lot of back pain. This is you're huh. transmitting this to me.
3: Not my mom. I, I mean, but, it could be some, maybe another somebody coming through but not not my mom that I am that I'm remembering anyway
2: was, was your mom able to walk prior to passing
3: yes her mother wasn't though
2: there we go okay so we got your mom we got her mother all right so let's get to what your purpose is in this life all right they're telling me that you're in too narrow of a focus in the field that where you're working with people and you need to broaden it. That doesn't mean stop working with these people, but you need to broaden it. And it seems to be um, special focus on education with health, particularly targeted at children. Does this make any sense? <clears throat> well, it may not well, make we- sense now, but it very well could.
3: Interesting. Okay.
2: All right, well, thank you for calling in.
3: All right, Mark, thank you so much. And thank you, Loretta. Thanks, Eugenia. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye
1: bye. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to cover this before we bring the next caller on. Uh, Do uh, make sure because Mark is very, very good at at making sure. Don't give him too much information. He. Yeah. And I think he prefers to kind of a clean slate.
2: Yeah, well, what can happen is go there's a female community, oh, my God, that's Aunt Betty, you start telling me everything about them. And I realize people get excited and they want to help me, but then now I have to sift out what you told me versus what they're transmitting to me, which is in my brain. Also, be very careful about going directly to know. And um, if you're driving, it's usually not a good idea to call in for a reading. Okay. Well, people do that all the time. And I realize that, you know, we're on a show now that is in drive time. But, you know, when you're driving is not when you need to be connecting with your loved ones in spirit. Okay. Because first off, your attention is only half here when it needs to be a hundred percent on the road. And I was an accident attorney, a prosecutor, and criminal defense. I have dealt with more horrific car accidents because of people not paying attention that I that 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 can uh, that I never wanted to be uh, contributing to that in any way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, So, um, yeah, Benny, I think we have another caller.
0: We do. We'll take Becky now calling in from the Washington State area. Hi, Becky.
3: Hi. Hi, Becky. Hi. Hi, Mark. I'm going to get your book. You sound awesome.
2: Well, thank you, Becky. It's very sweet of you. How can I help?
3: Am I on the right track or what can you tell me about, um, the situation with my children's father? Is it going to be. Hold, hold, Hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold on. Okay. Um, Is this a tug of war between you and the father with the children?
3: Mm, Are you there? A little, yeah.
2: A little in what way? A little?
3: Well, not yet, so to speak.
2: Well, it's coming. Okay. Uh, It's coming. Yeah. getting it, getting a tug of war. All right. And, um, there's a. That's kind of going on
3: now in a way.
2: I don't mean to laugh, but it's like, That's I'm a okay. lawyer. Okay. I'm, um, I was yeah. raised Catholic no, and it. I'm a medium. I, I know uh, guilt when I hear it.
3: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> because you know it's what? funny when people,
2: ah, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a tug of war going on. Yeah. And here's the message. Yeah. You got a male energy coming through that feels like he's connected to you through your mother's side of the family. Could be an uncle or a right. grandfather. Okay. And what I'm yeah, getting I with did, him yeah. is, is a real wise uh, not, not a wise guy like Tony Soprano, but a wise man, okay, uh-huh. and uh, one that spent a lot of time with children and little kids, and he said, the worst thing that you can do is to demonize their father. I he know, said, yeah, yeah. I know, but let me get the message through okay Sorry. um because i just lost the contact with him and that is you have to be very careful when i'm communicating with the spirit not just you but everybody please don't interrupt me until i say does that make sense um yeah i lost him okay let me see if i can get him back um
0: right.
2: because that's what he is going to try to do to you so um, the the father is trying to paint you out as the villain, and by you not doing that, that will expose him as a, a, the word is fraud. Now, that doesn't mean that he is a fraud, but, but by you always saying this is your father and to the court or whoever is going to be making the decision, whether it's mediation, arbitration, however it works there. Um, you always say that this is their father, they have a right to see them, but I'm, I'm their mother, and I would never do anything to jeopardize their relationship with their father, because then when he does that, it's going to make him look bad, and it's going to then take him higher to your level to where he's going to come around and say, you know, we need to start thinking of the kids instead of ourselves, okay, And they're showing me the image of a diamond diamond ring. Now, look, I realize that pretty much every woman I know has a diamond diamond ring. But this could be a particular ring of significance that would make sense to you in any way. But diamonds are also the birthstone for the month of April. And this could indicate a significant birth, death, anniversary or event connected to you or someone close to you within the month of April. Does that make any sense? Total. Okay. In what way?
3: It's my birthday.
2: Perfect. Now, let me explain why that's so important. When a spirit gives us a message of an explanatory advisory nature, the explanation advice was you take the high road. Don't demonize this guy. It will expose him for doing this, and then it's not going to work for him. So now he's going to have to take the high road. You're going to bring him up to your level. That's the advice and explanation. And then when a spirit immediately follows that up with an objectively verifiable fact, diamond, in April. April is your birthday. That verifiable fact of your birthday is how the spirit is letting you and I know that we are properly received and interpreted the message and that's how they work with me so for the other callers if i say verifiable fact following a message we know we got it so thank you so much for calling in
3: you got it that totally makes sense it really does wow. yeah
2: many thank blessings you. thank you
3: thank you becky and uh let's go
1: ahead we have another caller
0: yeah we'll take terry calling in from the uh, looks like virginia area hi terry
3: hello um hi mark um I am having continual ongoing challenges with my neighbors, even when I relocate um, to get away and try to renew and improve the situation. So any advice from any of my relations?
2: The immediate response I get. Is is there a Charles or a Charlie connected to you or on the other side? I get like a it could be Carl, but it's like Charlie, Charlie.
3: Yeah, no, my yeah, my father's name was Charlie,
2: and he's in spirit. Okay, yeah, he, he he said, "Sweetie, high fences make good neighbors. High fences make good <laughs> neighbors." Okay, so what he means by that is, I don't know, you know, if you live in a house or a condo or whatever. Um, So it could be literal, as in put up a fence, or it could be metaphorical, as in have as little to do with your neighbors as possible. That doesn't mean be rude, but it means stay out of their business. They'll stay out of yours. So that's what he wants you to know.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, Thank you
2: all right god bless i know um having problematic neighbors can be challenging you know i remember when i was a kid you know we we were the family of psychics on the street and we had a neighbor down the street she's long past so i can say her name mrs robinson but my mother used to refer to her as gladys kravitz <laughs> <laughs>
3: I had a a couple
1: of those neighbors.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it seems like every neighborhood's got an
3: Abner, Abner.
2: I think they see dead people, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's true. Wonderful. Um, uh, Can I put myself in the queue, Mark? Sure. All right.
2: Hold on. Okay. Is there an Andy or a Nandy? Andy, Andy. I keep getting this whole Andy thing with you. andy andy Andy. let's put andy off to the side and is your dad in spirit yes okay um because i get this whole dad i don't know what is andy bear andy bear and he keeps handing me like this little teddy bear and i know lots of kids have teddy bears but i get this really cute little fuzzy teddy bear all right you're nodding why why does that make
1: sense oh it'll make me cry
2: Okay. That, yeah. that, that works. Okay. Um, crying is another form of yes. And it's also, um, an expression of love and, um, Oh my God, I'm laughing so much. What is the thing that you and him used to do where you have like either a milkshake or some drink and you put the straw in it and he's like, drink it to where it go <laughs> at the end. He said there was this thing that you and him used to do. He said it was totally obnoxious, but it was so much fun it. it that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's, okay, that's Dad. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, you're gonna have to tell me when when we're off air what that's all about. Um, because well, he, he, said, he was Irish. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, that doesn't. I, I'm not Irish. I'm Italian, so I don't. know uh, That that's not translating for me. What does that mean?
1: Uh, uh, a warped sense of humor.
2: Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, warped sense of humor. I can relate to. All right. Um, he said that you have to watch your potassium levels. Ah, okay. um, he said that potassium seems to be an issue with you. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I get a lot of medical information. Potassium, too much potassium is not good. Too little potassium is not good. But I'm tending to feel that you're not, a, you're, you're potassium deficient. Okay. And um, the slurping and all that is now turning into orange juice. Oranges are very high in potassium. Um, does this make sense to you in any way? It does. Okay. Spot. Yeah. Okay. And he could not possibly be more proud of you. He loves, he said, your mission of healing of information and of bringing tranquility. He said, thank you. Thank you. He goes, that's my girl. And he's waving a pirate flag around. Okay. Which is cracking me up. Now, pirate flags can mean a lot of things. They can mean like a J or an R name because of the Jolly Roger. It could mean a reference to Pennsylvania because I I get Pittsburgh pirates or a reference to Florida because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or it could be some connection in some way to Puerto Rico. Why that is, I don't know. But when I get these images, they show me a pirate flag moving over to Puerto Rico. Okay, so does any of the above make sense? Ever been to any of those places or any connection with any of them?
1: I have not, but I have been uh, feeling like I'm going to move somewhere.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, let me see. (laughs) Pennsylvania, Florida. (laughs) It's funny. My my dad grew up in Pennsylvania and and, uh, he was in the mountains and he said, and when he moved to Florida and realized that he never had to touch a snow shovel for the rest of his life, he was good with that. So (laughs) I'll I'll leave it with that.
1: There's one more thing. He and I did music together and the pirates of penzance
2: aha okay perfect your interpretation is more important than mine i'm just the conduit so those are my associations with that but the pirates of penzance bingo go ahead now explain
1: uh yeah no we we would do show tunes we would do hymns we would do everything
2: so
1: we had a lot of fun with that one yeah.
2: Well, super. Well, very good. So, yeah. So in a, in a reading, and this is part of the RAF technique, I'm just the conduit. I present the information to you. And if you have a different interpretation than mine, we always go with yours over mine. Why? the reading's not about me it's about you in this case it's about loretta and the images of pirates resonated with her and the pirates of penzance which she and her dad had a connection there and so uh, i want to thank you for having me on the show and i know the show is is uh live streamed worldwide and on youtube Uh, i also know that it's in in uh, kknw seattle and uh, the east west bookshop in seattle does carry the afterlife frequency and I'll be doing an online spirit communication event through East West bookshop. The first weekend in December, if people want to find out and get tickets for that, please go to eastwestbookshop.com or please visit my website, afterlifefrequency.com. I invite you to sign up for my newsletter. Um, to, you can uh, order my book from Amazon through, through, uh, afterlifefrequency.com. And if you're interested in, uh, Scheduling a one-on-one reading, you can do that all through AfterlifeFrequency.com. And Loretta, I cannot thank you enough for having me on your show.
1: It was really, really a pleasure. And uh, I want to send you a lot of blessings. And to both of our dads, we love you. Yeah. We love you.
2: Dads yeah. Dads rock. Um, I was so, um, you know, if, if when people ask me, what are you grateful for in life? I'm grateful for the parents that I had. Um, you know, they're in spirit. I know they're listening. Um, but, uh, I I was so honored to be their son.
1: Ah, yeah. So to everybody listening, have a wonderful, wonderful week. And, uh, next Thursday is 1111. Powerful day, powerful day today. Keep yourself in alignment with love and the higher frequencies and the afterlife frequency. Mark Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Benny. Yeah, many blessings. Thank you, Benny. You're the best.